0: So this week, the United Methodist Church, which is the second largest Protestant denomination in the United States, held their general conference in St. Louis. I follow such things because I am a nerd about religion (laughs) and because this conference was no dry gathering of theological postulating. No, the Methodists were embroiled in a debate about reforming a piece of their Book of Discipline. At this conference, the delegates, nearly a thousand of them, (coughs) would vote. The traditional plan or the one church plan? Would they maintain the church's doctrine against same-sex marriage and same-sex clergy? Or would they allow individual churches to decide for themselves? The stage had been set for weeks, months, years before. Time for impassioned pleas and scriptural interpretations, courageous clergy living their truth publicly, points and counterpoints, and now all that was left was to gather. We learn a little something ourselves about gathering from this week's Torah portion aptly titled vayakel, from the root to gather. In modern Hebrew, it becomes kahal, an audience, or kehila, a community. And the truth is, we often praise the coming together of human beings in a group as this deep form of connection. But we congregate for all sorts of reasons. Imagine seeing a big cluster of people in a parking lot Are they there because they just successfully pulled off a surprise birthday party for their best friend? Or are they there because someone just passed out behind their shopping cart? You don't know just by seeing them. Massive rallies of people can inspire us. The March on Washington, a unity service after tragedy. Or they can evoke fear. The military parades of an authoritarian regime Villagers with torches and pitchforks come to get the beast. A group of human beings coming together has no inherent moral valence. It's how we behave in that coming together that determines our goodness or lack thereof. So it's no surprise that this verb for gathering via kale will teach us exactly that same lesson because it appears in this specific form only twice in Torah. Once, here in our portion, as the Israelites come together to bring gifts for the construction of the sanctuary. Here, to gather via Kel is to create, to give, to build sacred space for God's presence. And then again, we see it later in the book of Numbers. Vayakel alehem Korach et kol haedah, and Korach gathered the whole community against Moses and Aaron. There, to gather is to rebel, to grasp for unearned power, to threaten the destruction of everyone for the satiation of the desires of the few. Vayakel and Vayakel. I imagine we all know which one we would prefer. So the United Methodist Church gathered this week, and they voted. And on Tuesday afternoon, they passed 438 to 384 votes, the traditional plan, which continues the church's bans on same-sex marriages and LGBTQ clergy via Kale. And in reading and watching the news coverage this week, I cannot shake the image of a video of a young man named Jeffrey Warren, a college student and a lay leader from a church in the Upper New York Conference, who said, with a voice both shaking and resolute, that his fellow college students didn't know God could love them because their churches said God didn't. I think all of us have felt, at some moment or another, the pain of rejection that this man expresses. When our coworkers push aside our ideas in meeting after meeting, when our family members or friends seem to ignore our humanity and our needs, when we are only reminded of our differences and deficiencies rather than the ways we reflect the divine image. We in the Reformed Jewish community may have a different doctrinal stance than the Methodist Church on this particular issue, but none of us is immune to the question this week's Torah portion poses. What kind of communities do we seek to create? How will we use Vayakhel? Do we come together to build a sanctuary or to tear open the earth beneath our feet? The community of this moment in Exodus is one of radical inclusion, we learn. Every person, every single member of the society comes to Moses with a gift for the sanctuary. If they have gold or bronze, their gift is received. If they have acacia wood, their gift is received. If all they have is blue or purple or crimson thread, their gift is received. Even the ones schlepping around the desert with dolphin skins, somehow necessary for the tabernacle, but who knows where they got them, those gifts are received. From the most precious materials to the ones you would never expect you'd need, the Israelite community must build God's dwelling by accepting and receiving every single person's gifts. No one is turned away no one is turned away until they are. Because at some point, the people give so much that the artisans can no longer keep up with the influx. So they go to Moses and they beg with him, have everyone stop. And Moses makes a declaration. Enough already. No more gifts for the sanctuary. hamlacha for their efforts had been enough for all the work to be done. Enough and more. This is what institutions of faith, what all institutions should seek to create, a way of being, of gathering, which is so ready to receive every person regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity, their race or ethnicity, their physical or mental ability, so much that we cannot even keep up with the overflow. When we build communities which receive everyone's gifts, we enter a world of abundance. We create space for God to dwell. We create sanctuaries for others when we are able to say to them, you are enough and more. So this Shabbat, this Shabbat of Vayakel, I pray that you feel the joy of gathering in openness. May you always know that the gifts that each one of you have to offer are accepted in this space. And may you feel at the very core of your being, diam, that you are enough, enough and more.